This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. All right, welcome back to Intuitively Authentic. We are excited to be here again. Um, Kind of a crazy day where I just felt super distractible, and I think you said the same thing, so this should be interesting to see where our very focused minds take us today. Yeah, I think that this is our third attempt at starting this one, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're off to a solid, solid start. But today's topic is one that we've kind of alluded to um, many times, and I also notice every time we record, we say like, ooh, that's something to dig into. And we Mm -hmm. just dig a lot, apparently, in this podcast. But we're finally revisiting one of those things that we said we would dig into because I do believe that once we hear what kind of our values are um, individually and then the importance of values in general and how we've kind of used that to guide some of the decisions Mm -hmm. in our life, it's going to really make sense. Some of the ways that we choose to... Yeah, go about the activities we do and the people that we are gravitating towards and all of those pieces. So, yeah, I think to start things off, we should identify or I should say define what values means to each of us. I will let you kind of dig into it first. Okay, first, I have just a very basic definition. And then naturally, I did my version of research, which is. Instagram quotes that um, speak to me. Quotes. Yeah, those pretty quotes that like, ooh, that resonates. Um, which gives me an excuse to just scroll, you know, for a while. So mm-hmm. that's how the first part of the research typically goes. It's nothing like mind blowing or scientific. Um, and then usually I try to find a podcast or something to see if there's any points that I can bring around to how that applies to me. So. But before we dig into some of the quotes, I think just the basic definition I would use are values being a set of beliefs about what's important and what's not important to a person, and they help guide our choices and our behaviors. Yeah, I feel like that's really like basic, but hits a nail on the head. Before you dig into your more fun, extensive ones... Mine was essentially the exact same thing. I said, values are individual guiding principles that guide your thoughts, behaviors, and actions. So right on par with what you're saying. Perfect. And I think the key point here is the individual piece, right? So we're all super different individuals that Mm -hmm. choose to do different things with our life or make different decisions or spend our time in different ways. And I think at the core, the crux of that is if everyone kind of takes the time to dig in and identify what their own personal values are, we'll see that there's a pretty wide range of options out there. Um, And then I don't know that there would be many two people where all of their values overlap with anyone else. And even if they do, how those values are interpreted and put into play um, are never going to be the same. And so I think that's part of the fun of it as well. I think you saying how they're interpreted differently is so interesting because you and I, before um, recording, were both saying like we were looking at our identified values from the past and being like, wait, like, why did I choose this? And it is like you, depending on what season of life you're in, they mean different things to you. So that's very cool. And I have a whole lot to say about um, us all having like different values, but I'll dig into that later. Okay, well, one um, of the quotes that I found that I think will tie to that perfectly is that when you live in reflection of your values, 
you are placing a core set of definitions at the heart of all your decision making. You are staying true to that most authentic version of yourself. So when making a decision, big or small, choose in favor of your values. That will always point you to a life that holds the most meaning and happiness for you. Right. And it sounds super like wonderful and pretty because it is, <laughs> but like the key piece in that is people being able to easily say, Hey, these are my values right here. So that kind of just like helps, ties in. That really often like decision-making, we get like decision-making fatigue or we allow ourselves to be like um, overwhelmed or distracted by so many factors coming at us. And I think it's pretty freeing to think that, okay, at the end of the day, if I set everything aside, like which of these options that I have right now would most closely align with what's important to me? And if we actually did that and we actually listened to ourselves and trusted ourselves, I think it would actually make things a lot less complicated. But when you do that, sometimes the hesitation is then that we're going to offend someone else or someone else might not like our decisions, but no one's having because to live different out. Values. Yes. And no one else is having to live out those decisions and actions every day except you. And so again, making decisions that align with whatever yours are, that's the only way that you're going right. to be authentic and find your own meaning in life. The decision fatigue in there is so key because I feel like Personally, I really, really struggle to make decisions. I'm always like, what's going to be the best outcome? And I will go back and forth between if it's my head or my heart or just like overthinking a ton on what that that best route is. Um, but when you are really like familiar with your values, it does help to like almost just knock through them. Like, does this align? Does this align? Does this align? And kind of like weigh the pros and cons and go from there. Not saying it's like, super easy all the time. Um, but I definitely think it makes things easier. And that really does tie to like that contentment idea, because when we're looking at life and we talked about last week, that if we are living into those values, like that's where you find contentment. So it's not like outside things or certain life situations that's going to lead you necessarily, right? It may, it may not mm -hmm. lead you to that deeper feeling of contentment but you're gonna be a lot closer and a lot more likely to feel content or at peace or fulfilled or all those pretty words if it's aligned with whatever your values are. And so a first step in this is identifying what our values are. Um, but I'm really curious, cause I know you've done this before in like coaching or therapy and I had a different mm -hmm. experience of how I started to dig into this. So. Just for everyone out there, we can easily like throw out our top five values, but what was your process of identifying those? Okay. Yes. I will be the first one to say that like this entire task of identifying my values was so extremely daunting to me, like to the point where I just put it off forever. Cause I was like, how in the hell am I going to list that? Look at a list of like a hundred values and narrow it down to most people say like, five or under. Um, and so what I did when I started my therapy or coaching related to my food and body things, which I'm sure we'll dig into eventually. Um, nope, there it is. <laughs> one of the things that one of the very first things you have to do a part of this curriculum was identify your values. And so they did provide this list of, I'm going to pull it up right now because I was looking at it earlier. It's a list of 58 values. And so again, I just put it off. because so I was like, that is too much. But what I did is I went through and like highlighted any of them that resonated with me strongly, which ended up being about 80, 85% of them. <laughs> and then I just continued to go through it in that way where I just narrowed it down, narrowed it down, narrowed it down. And I think I sat in a coffee shop for like, a couple hours that day and did this, like looking up the definitions and everything. Um, but something that really, really helped me be able to narrow it down was the idea that I would feel so conflicted because I was like, what type of person am I if 
kindness or caring isn't one of my values, but it's not that those things aren't values to me. It's just that a different value might almost encompass that or show up within it. Um, So that's what I was able to do is almost like block and put together my values, which when I say them, like I'll be able to explain that a bit more too. Um, How did you come to your values? Yeah, that is pretty similar. So my cousin is a licensed um, LPC, like a counselor. And so this sounds so nerdy, but like one night my friend and I got on a Zoom with her and she walked us through this as if we were like some of her clients. So it was pretty similar, but it was a little more guided. So she gave us a list. I think her list had like 87 or something random, like 87 values. And so the first thing we had to do, and we had like, not a time limit, but it was kind of like, okay, in the first five minutes, go through and you had to get the list down to your top, I don't know, 50. And then she would kind of guide us. So then we'd be quiet. We'd all be working through it. And then she would say, okay, remember you're in, you're in a place all by yourself. Like it doesn't matter what someone else thinks. And if you were in a place that isn't influenced by the environment or a financial situation or um, any outside sources, like it's just you and you're on a desert island, like what would be your next 25? So then we would get it down to 25 and she had this like practice guided way to help us kind of recenter between each time we went down. So I don't know, it was something like 80 to 50 to 25 to 15 to 10, I don't know, but we got all the way down to five. And then we did have kind of like a mini discussion at the end where like at one point, well, you'll hear it obviously not to like jump the gun, but one, like two of mine at the beginning were like friends and family. And I was like, gosh, darn it. That takes up two of my five values. And I was getting really in my head. So then (laughs) figuring out ways to like in that moment, it was like trick the system. Like, how can I encompass all those things in one so I can get more out of these other ones? And it was like, okay, we really boiled it down to like relationships, right? And we'll get into that. But so there are ways that like, yeah, you kind of get creative and get liberties. But my one of my friends and I like had a couple that were similar, which makes sense because we're really good friends, right? But the way she was interpreting it or explaining it when we got to that point was like led to really interesting discussion because the way she was explaining it was like different than how I was interpreting it and choosing to live that out every day, right? So you could see both of our lives reflecting that value, but the way it manifests is very different in how we live our lives. I think that that's really cool. I don't know if I said it in this recording or one of our first two tries, but I definitely just love that even if you have the like, quote unquote, same value, maybe the way that we're interpreting it is different. And I just think that's really interesting. Um, Do you want to dig in to our actual values then? Yeah, I think, I mean, just the last thing from that would be, if anyone hasn't done this, I'm sure you already kind of innately know what some of your values are. You could probably list things that are important to you. and you don't have to have someone to guide you through this in no. any way. Like Maddie did it on her own at a coffee shop, right? Or mm-hmm. you do it after the kids go to bed. Or you do it on a quiet Saturday morning after you do yoga. Like whatever it is. Yep. And it doesn't have to be done in one sitting. Because like you said too, it's kind of overwhelming to look at this giant list. But it really is as simple as like Googling list of values. And you'll come up with a hundred different options. Um And just taking the time to kind of sit with it. And yeah, like she said, it's kind of the advice, I guess, or best practice is five or less because it does make you make some decisions and narrow it down in a good way. Um, But no one's like handcuffing you to that. If you come up with six or you come up with seven, that's okay. Um, But I think the first step is just taking the time to kind of ask yourself some of those questions. And so... That would kind of be our recommendation to start with. And then as we continue this conversation, hopefully you'll see that when we identify our top five and we're able to kind of give examples of what that ends up looking like, you'll see what the 
benefits of kind of identifying this could be. Right. I think the biggest thing for people to take away as far as like assessing your own values is really like, for me, it was so important. And clearly you said to like, go with your gut instinct and what you yourself think, not like, oh, I, if I'm a good person, like kindness or faith or you name it, like that's one of your values. It's really like trying to assess what truly aligns and what you feel resonates most with you. Um, and also I listened to podcasts before typically too. And so I was listening to Brene Brown, which I mentioned every other episode. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she deserves her own shout out she, every episode for sure. She, oh yeah. She said that you can, she didn't say you can only, but like her and her sister and like everybody she works with, she tells them to choose two. And I was like, oh my gosh, Ooh. that's like hard. But yeah, I say like 10 or less, probably closer to five. Oh, now I'm like looking at my list. Like which two could I combine and get down I to know. two? <laughs> that, that might be the good next step, right? For you pros out there that are already in oh, practice yeah. of this. Um. Yeah, let's do ours, and then I have one, like, follow-up that I think is a good practice once you've kind of identified some of these pieces. All right, I want to hear yours. Okay, so I think you keep saying five, and I think I only have four. Okay, great. Um, what I did before, like, recording today is I, I took this values quiz probably, like, close to a year, if not a full year ago, and I felt that most of them resonated with me still, but I was like, let me just look through that list one more time. And I actually, actually like updated two of them. So I'm going to give you what they used to be. And then with the updates. So my old top core values were acceptance, adventure, self-development, and self-care. The two that I updated were acceptance and again we were talking about almost like bucketing or like grouping them I updated mine to be curiosity instead of acceptance what I kind of came down to is I think that acceptance is almost more of a goal like something I'm striving towards which is like on theme with conversations that we've had because I've said how hard it is for me to just be like present and content in the moment and so acceptance for me was meaning that like, I'm going to accept this be right here in the here and now, but like, that's not realistic for where I'm at right now. And so I think instead, curiosity is really good for me because this was so key in my own like healing and therapy that I just, all that they used to say to me over and over again was like, be curious and be compassionate with yourself. Like, how can I be most open to what's happening right now? And so in a way, this value of me being curious in life is what will lead me to be most open and most accepting to what the present circumstances are. Does that make sense? Yes, I love it. And I am a huge Ted Lasso fan. And one of his like go-to sayings that kind of gets memed all over the place is be curious, not judgmental. And so I think oh, the yep. idea yep, like... Yep before you judge a person or a situation, like be curious, you don't have all the facts, like ask questions, exactly. get to know people. And I think that practice leads or could lead or be an avenue to acceptance. So I love that because I think the curiosity, um, like you said, encompasses more, but really embraces the process and not just that kind of final end goal of acceptance. I love that. Yeah. The first thing that I wrote down when I was like, okay, it's curiosity, but how do I define that was less black and white thinking, like less jumping to that conclusion of this is good, this is bad, just kind of like meeting the situation with where I'm at now. Ugh, so I like that one again, I, I went from, I went from acceptance to curiosity. Um, and then the other one that I updated was adventure to freedom. Because, again, I think that freedom ties into more of, like, what I do value. Like, I value freedom because that allows me adventure. But I also need the freedom in that, like, 
I do not like having a job where it's like, you need to be here at this time and you get to leave at this time. Like I love having the flexibility and freedom in a job. So I think that opting for freedom over adventure just allows me to explore and state how freedom shows up and is valued in my life in more ways than just like, I like to travel and hike and be adventurous. It kind of combines the two. So my final ones again are curiosity, freedom, self-development, and self-care. Okay. You talked about the two that you changed. So touch a little bit on how you interpret or manifest or make decisions based on the other ones, the self-care and the self-development. Yeah. I feel like just all the conversations we've had so far, like self-development doesn't (laughs) even need an explanation because I've talked about how like it's almost synonymous with growth. Like for me personally, I'm always striving towards growth and development. So essentially that's just what self-development is to me. Um, And in saying that, I still need to work on like my contentment piece of that. Like there's a balance that I do not currently have. Um, And then self-care is a tricky one for me because I think in the past, I viewed self-care a lot in terms of like health and fitness. And again, I'll dig into it, but that was a really rough, sticky place in my life for a long time. And so like, Part of me is like, oh, I shouldn't have self-care in my values because in the past it has been detrimental for me. Um, But when I really look at it in like a lens of like well-being and not just like my physical health, but also my mental health, I think that it absolutely is a value of mine. And in some ways it could even like be included within self-development if I'm thinking of it that way. Yeah, those like describe you perfectly. I think that's like the beauty of it that sometimes when I've heard like what other people's are, I've seen their list or anytime like this topic has even been touched on, like to hear other people's is such a beautiful, vulnerable, like glimpse into who they are. And if they're living into their values, I think it becomes really apparent. And so to hear you identify your values, I'm like, yes, 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 that's you. (laughs) And so I think that's really powerful that it's proving that you're making active decisions and living with some intentionality to live out those values. That's beautiful. And that's just like exciting for me to see that that's um, your perspective on things. So thank you. I am curious to hear your values and kind of, I think you said you updated yours as well. So I want to hear like the old and updates or new thoughts. Okay. I have new thoughts. So I do want to redo it, I think, but these are the ones that I came up with. It was probably like, I mean, maybe it was a year ago, not quite, but at least six months. And so I'm reflecting on them now and I think many of them are kind of self-explanatory Um, but they still really align, but I'm curious to see if any would shift like yours, you were able to kind of broaden a little bit. Um, so I do want to take some time to do that, but for now I'll just kind of go over mine. And again, a few of them require a little digging or explanation and some are kind of pretty self-explanatory. Um, the first one, which I already touched on being relationships. And for me, that was like family and friends. And even more so than that, it's the relationships with people at work or the my kid's dance teacher or football coach or those relationships and how each one is a little bit different. Um, but the piece that I think ties like my value and the importance of relationships for me is that idea of intentionality, that relationships don't just happen and they aren't maintained or the depth isn't there unless you're intentional with it. And so I think that's the one piece where relationships, for me, um, I see myself living that, is that intentionality piece of depth of relationships. Um, Another one, it was so funny when you said like the kindness and caring or I'm not a good person. I was having (laughs) the same exact feelings that it was so kind of, I mean, generic's not the right word, but kind of. And so I was like, what? 
is similar to that, but gets a, a deeper feeling. And for me, mm-hmm. it was genuineness. So that could tie to that kindness and that could tie to all that. But also being like authentic, like I'm being my genuine self. And then also sincerity, like when I'm saying something, um, I mean it. Or I'm not just telling someone to have a good day because that's what you say in a conversation. Like I genuinely mean it and have those feelings deeply if I'm wishing someone well or asking, how are you doing? Like I'm really wondering. I'm not just waiting for the, how are you? I'm fine. Um, Yeah. So that was big for me, that genuineness. And I kind of think that for me was one of those buckets that captured things like authenticity and sincerity and kindness and empathy and all those things kind of tied for me in that genuineness bucket. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my second one. My third was passion. And I think in one of the other um, episodes we talked about me being described as intense (laughs) and so like a nicer word I guess is passion (laughs) yeah I think I said that to you actually yeah you did and I think it's like do it with your whole heart or don't bother it's kind of Mm -hmm. my mentality like go in with everything you've got or like don't bother I'm gonna do something because I deeply care about it and I don't make decisions lightly or jump into things um, without some strong feelings about them, which sometimes leads me to jump into things because I'm like, "Woo, that sounds like a good idea. And then like, you if being ex- like pump out these podcasts, pump it out, <laughs> Maddie, get on the zoom. But if, if that passion starts to wane, that's part of the, making those decisions to take myself out of situations too. So like I, did coaching for like wellness for a little while and I loved it for like a year and a half and I was all in and passionate. But when it started to feel like a job and not like a calling or whatever those deeper feelings are, like choosing to remove myself to find something else that I was passionate about. So that was my third value. Um, Number four, following what you and I do all the time was growth. And so just that learning mindset. Not surprising. Um, That learning mindset kind of both in a personal and professional sense. So that's pretty self-explanatory. But this fifth one is the one that I was really like, what was I thinking when I wrote that? Because I don't think I'm doing a good job with it. I'm excited Um, to hear this one. But I also care about it. I don't know. It caused some conflicting feelings. (laughs) You're going to laugh. So the word is simplicity. Not much of my life screams simplistic, like busy and involved in a lot of things and all the, all the things does not lead me to think simplicity. So I think what it was when I first did it and this, this part still does remain true. It's like a craving of the less is more. So doing less to feel more deeply or be more present, um, I think is part of what I was hoping to capture with that word of simplicity. Um, Would you say like the idea of like being present is kind of tied in with that? Like yes, the less is yes. more just being in the moment? Correct. And not always rushing to the next thing, which again, for those of you who know me personally, like seems a little counterintuitive, but like I said, it's something I'm actively working on and not always succeeding at. Um, but it's that less is more or the simplicity of what we just told you guys to do. Like if you don't know how to make a decision, all you got to do is lean into your values without overcomplicating things um, and learning to trust that it really is as simple as doing that. Um, so not wanting to like overcomplicate or overthink things, which again, I do have anxiety and so that doesn't come naturally that takes that intentionality um and then the last thing I was thinking of of like the simplicity of and I know we talked about this in an episode two is like tuning into and doing things um that myself as a child like to do so Mm. 
the simplicity of childhood, right? So when we get to be an adult, things are complicated and we have bills and we have jobs and we have people to impress or show up for or post on social media or who can have the busiest schedule, right? But when you're a kid, you're doing things because they make you happy and they feel good. And so the simplicity of that, so like coloring or going on a bike ride or like two years ago, my husband and I bought rollerblades because we, our daughter went to a skating <laughs> rink for like a party and we went with her and we're like, let's just rent skates. And we were the only like parents basically on the floor and we had so much fun. And so we proceeded to go buy rollerblades, like doing things like that. And I wouldn't say it happens every day or like even every week for me, but every single time I go back to doing something that I like to do as a kid or do an action or an activity that seems childlike, like it brings back to the simplicity and presence of life. Like this past weekend, I took my son like to an arcade. Like that's not full of adults, it's full of kids and we had the best Mm -hmm. time. And by we, I mean I. I had a really fun time. (laughs) So I think that whole simplicity is just like less is more. Tune into your, what did you like to do when you were little? Because you probably still like to do it. Uh Uh-huh. Like you're not giving yourself the space or you think like it's not acceptable to do it anymore. Who cares? Like I guarantee you, you're going to feel more joy out of doing things that you did when you were a kid than necessarily doing things that quote like adults are supposed to like, you know? Right. We said early on, like everybody's values are different, but my like thought process on this last one of yours is like, that should be a value of everybody's just and maybe that he doesn't need to tie in in values, but I think that's something that everybody could take from myself included. Um, I know like the entire framework of intuitive eating, again, a bigger topic that we would dig into later, but this is something that's really important in my own life. Um, like everything in it is about like getting back to how our body functions and how we make decisions as a kid. So I just think that there's a lot of value in that. Um, the other thing is like you said, oh, as you're going through your own values, I'm like, yep, that sounds like Maddie. And as you're going through yours, I'm like, absolutely. Like relationships, 100% is so you like I've talked about before, like how leadership is like you. I view you very much so as a leader. And I think relationships ties into that and the genuineness 100% like I have never seen you in a situation where you're not yourself. Um, And I just think it's, that's really cool. I think I love hearing other people's because I hope that when people hear mine, like you just said, you're like, yes, that sounds like you. It's like living on the outside, who you are on the inside. And that gets hard. Um, But again, if this is it, like this is the crux of that. And so being able to do that, and when you're not doing that, I think that's when you start to feel discontent or that's when you start to feel yeah, anxious or depressed or uncomfortable. And obviously there's more mental health pieces to that, but like the parts of us that we can control and the situations we put ourselves in and who we surround ourselves with and the environments that, you know, we choose to put ourselves a part of, I think, again, it's as simple and as hard <laughs> as like yep. identifying what your values are and just like every single decision can be boiled down to is this in alignment to who I am and who I want to be. And like I said, one of the, I mean, simplicity for me is something that I sometimes do not consistently. So knowing it's a value of mine, but knowing that I am often outside of that value is very much on my mind, which also ties to that growth. Like I know I have growth to do in that value area of mine, right? So it's not that they're stagnant. And I think like you said, some of yours ended up encompassing each other, but it's also okay for our values to change. So when we're in different seasons of life, like if and when you decide to become a parent, like yours might look very different than right now. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're in college, it's different than when you're 70. Like, that's okay. I think many will stay the same because it's at, again, the core of who we are to our authentic selves. And many won't change. Um, 
But I don't think there's any judgment or like, oh, I'm living outside myself if my values shift. Um, yeah. I think it that's natural and healthy that we kind of reevaluate periodically. Yeah. You're literally just going through like, so I wrote down my values on my notes and then below it I have notes about values and you're literally just like bam, 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 like saying everything that I wrote down. Um, but I want you to hold the thought and we're going to do a very brief intermission because my laptop is going to die. <laughs> I'm going to switch over and then we're going to continue, okay? All right. We're back so from a, have a brief intermission. We're back from a <laughs> technology, man. Works for us and against us. So I have one last thought, and then you said you have a couple. Yeah. But this was a good one that I got today from another podcast. So it was something to the effect of when you're having a big feeling, right? So she gave an example of... The barista at Starbucks messed up her coffee. And she had a big feeling about it, right? And she started to get upset. And so she's saying, when you're having a big feeling, positive or negative, taking a second to identify what value is being triggered. So for her in that situation. It wasn't that her coffee order was wrong. It was that the barista in this situation that she was explaining um, was really rude and annoyed that she had to fix it and acted like it was her fault. And so she took a breath and she was like, what value inside of me is being triggered? I don't know what she labeled it as, but it was something about respecting other people yep. right and we're like respecting genuine values right and like respect was one of her values and in that moment she felt disrespected by someone else which caused her to have a big feeling so in any situation maybe i'm gonna get mad or annoyed about something a lot of things <laughs> if we're honest but someone else might be like that was not a big deal but to me it was a big deal and oftentimes you can tie that back to your values. Now, that's something that she had been doing in practice and I just heard about this morning. So can't say I've practiced yeah. this or seen if this works or not. So don't take my word for it. But in theory, it sounds like a great yeah. thing and probably something that I'm, you know, when I feel like I have the capacity to do in some of those moments taking some time to reflect on those because it's probably going to lead you to one of your values. Right. This is where I like cut you off earlier because you started to talk a little bit about um, like the idea of discomfort, uncertainty, ickiness with like a situation or yeah, basically like a situation, whether that's with yourself um, or with others. And that was something that kept coming up over and over like, in my own work with values, but also in the podcasts I listen to is essentially what you just said. Like if you are feeling that discomfort or achiness, you name it, essentially what you can do is just be like, what's happening right now is something is conflicting or misaligning with my values. And then being able to identify which one of those is going to help you get to a situation where you know how to best navigate or get out of it. And again, I think in this podcast, we're like, really quick to say you do this and then this and then everything's great and like <laughs> we don't mean it that way I think that this is like a good framework to work off of but by no means are we saying that like we do this perfectly or that we even do this every single time I just think that this is an option to use oh I've absolutely not done this anytime mm -hmm. zero times <laughs> putting it out there I'm saying it because I think I think it would be good practice although I have no proof to say that it actually is um <laughs> when I'm using it every day so stay tuned but I found intriguing right that oftentimes we're, we're not just having feelings because we're crazy or emotional or dramatic right there's something to it and that goes to show that it's tied 
a reason why all of us have different reactions to different situations. Like I might start crying at a situation and you're laughing at it and someone else is like, I didn't even notice that happened, right? And so acknowledging that too, like when I'm in a situation at work and I'm like, why is this not enraging you? Or why is this like, I think this is so awesome. And they're like, meh, it's fine. Like it's probably because it's speaking to us in different ways or we're interpreting it through the lens of our values. Yep. And one other thing that you had mentioned when I, again, was like technical difficulties, we got to stop. You said that it is possible. You said along the lines of like, it's possible for something to still be a value of yours without you like actively living it out at the moment. And I think that's so key for people to know, including myself. Um, The podcast that I was listening to this morning, which I think that we should start adding these to like show notes for people if they want to go in and listen to them. So um, the one I was listening to is absolutely saying this, like the podcaster Claire Siegel is saying like, I value health and I'm not always acting out on like prioritizing my health, but it is still okay that that can be a value of mine. So that's key for, I think both of us and anybody listening to know. Yeah, and I think that's probably why some of us are living in that stressed out or overwhelmed or discomfort, icky state sometimes is even acknowledging that something has a value but not living it out for whatever reason. Like some of these things, I'm like, I want to Your simplicity wants. Yeah, like that, but I can't help it that I also, because of my passion, I want to get involved in things, right? But when I get involved in things, that makes my life less simplistic. Like some of them seem counter to each other at times. Um, And so, or in some situations, I'm consciously, subconsciously choosing one value over another. And I think that's, okay that all of these don't always live in harmony all the time right and they don't always align but I think thinking that they're living in this dichotomy of these two are opposite or they can never align is also false like I can have lean into my values and not overcomplicate things by doing things that I'm passionate about and help me grow um And then take things off my list that aren't that. So like looking at that passion piece is going to lead me to have a more simplistic life. But there are times when I'm busy and that doesn't feel simple. But it's fulfilling other needs. So I don't know that like they don't always live in harmony, but they don't always live opposite each other either. That there is a way to kind of bring them closer together. Maybe not perfect, but the closer you are to kind of that center of pulling all the different pieces in um, probably is where you're going to feel at your best. All of this is kind of leaning into the idea that you have mentioned already is that our values are fluid. Like these aren't fixed in place, even like as both of us have said, have um, said that our values are maybe the way that we're interpreting them or the values themselves are shifting over time. And that's also okay and to be expected so we can't get like too rigid on like almost how I keep saying like kindness has to be one of my values like it doesn't (laughs) have to be that they're going to shift with whatever season of life you're in yeah Yeah, and I think this whole idea is tying to being your intuitively authentic self right Mm -hmm. like if you know what your values are and you're acting on those values, your behaviors, your choices. Um, we can always control those thoughts, but we're working on bringing those thoughts in alignment with our values. Like the more likely you're going to feel like you're in tuned to yourself and able to be authentic. Like when you say that like hearing these five values or me hearing your four values like perfectly encompasses you, that doesn't mean every single day you're hitting all four, top notch, like, but as an overall big picture, 
to hear those words and be like, that is an accurate reflection of who you are. Um, I think that's a really good sign that we're working towards authenticity and that intuition of allowing those values, even if they seem countercultural or different than what your family would decide or opposite of what your friends would want to do in this situation. Um, leaning into those and not only leaning into them and being aware, but starting to choose to take action on them is kind of where that's going to get us to that authenticity or, you know, intuition. Exactly. And you said throughout there, like hitting all your values. And that's one of the notes that I took is like, what does that even mean? And so in my Brene uh, Brown <laughs> podcast, she was saying like, she, she works with all of these like huge, huge companies. And as we all know, like any company we work for says like, these are our top values. And it's like, okay, but what does that actually mean in our day-to-day jobs? And so that's kind of like the second half to all of this with values is like, first we have to do the feat of like determining what those values are themselves, which is huge. But then the second part of that is actually living them out. Um, And so we should not probably dig into all of that today, but I just think it's another piece to consider is what does that look like after you have identified your values? And I know we've talked about maybe like the idea of deciphering when things are aligning or not aligning, but it's also just like how to actually live out the values. Yeah. I, I, first of all, so many of our show notes are just going to be Brene Brown podcast. Um, (laughs) And it's a damn shame that she doesn't make them anymore because they're so valuable. Um, Yeah. But with that, I, the last thought that I have, unless you have more is kind of, you know, when you said you were in the coffee shop or we're kind of bringing it back to helping identify values. Um, I don't think some of the ones that some of them I read and I'm like, oh, yep, that's obvious. And some, like, I was drawn to the word, but I didn't necessarily know how or why. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, that. it's mostly that simplicity. I'm like, what the hell? Nothing about my life seems simple, right? But there was a reason that I was drawn to it. And upon digging, like, my definition or interpretation of simplicity would make people laugh because in actuality, my life doesn't seem simple, Um, but to me, it feels that way. And so not letting your mind kind of necessarily dictate that experience. And even if it doesn't seem right, or you have no idea how that ties, like letting yourself be drawn to an open to concepts or values or words or interpretations that might lead you down some paths that really is that internal stuff that you don't always allow yourself to access because of the day-to-day. So carve out some time for yourself when you go through and do this assessment, if you will, because, yeah, you do have to kind of dig and really do the research on what this means and what it means to you and all of that. Um, The last thing I was going to mention for my notes, and I don't know how relevant this is, but it was in the podcast I listened to, so it feels important. Um, (laughs) if it was a thought we didn't have and someone else (laughs) did, it might be important. So the podcast that I mentioned earlier, Claire Siegel, which I'll just note, like, she's the one that leads the whole therapy group that I went to. So like, she's very important in my life. But anyhow, the podcast that she was doing was, um, like goals versus values essentially. And so I think this almost like acts as another definition of values where she really honed in on the fact that like where goals are actionable things that we can like check off of a list values are not that it's something that's kind of just like always living with us. And so values and goals are in relationship with one another, but they're not the same. Um, Whereas like values act as the motivator or incentive behind our goals, but our goals and values are not the same thing. Um, I don't know how relevant it is to like our conversation, but I just think it's an important piece related to values in general. Yeah. I think sometimes we set goals. 
we talked about this like with careers, like because getting the next piece of paper, the next certification, the next whatever feels like it's what you're supposed to do. And just because you're actually capable of it doesn't mean it's what you're supposed to do. Um, and sometimes I think we blindly sign up for things or volunteer or get ourselves in situations and we set goals, like these big picture goals. And you're like, if you stop to pause, you might be like, what in the world? Like I set this goal and I can accomplish it. I know I can accomplish it and I will, but like to what end is, is that going to cost me with my living values? in those values? Yes. So I think that is interesting, but how freaking powerful a goal is when it is aligned to your values and it allows you to live out those values like longer term. Like if I hit this goal, then I'm going to be able to live into these values. And so there can be incredible power behind that. Um, or it can just be draining and exhausting if a goal is not in alignment. And so I think if you're starting to feel drained by a goal, I think a step there too is, is this actually in alignment with what I want or just what I'm told I should want? As I said early on, I feel like this is one of those topics that I could just dig into for forever. So we'll let things be there, but I definitely feel like this is something that will just continue to pop up in all of our conversations as it already has. And I hope it does. Cause like we said, like this is the key to being both intuitive and authentic. And so if we're being true to what our hope is for ourselves and for each other and for all of you, like this should come up a lot. And our hope is that you find some time um, for yourself to do this exercise with a friend, with a group, by yourself in one sitting or in, 10 sittings and just kind of sit with that and ask yourself some questions and allow your thoughts to kind of free flow because you may be surprised where it leads you. And then it might click where you've been in life because it consciously or not is likely tied to these things. And we'd love to hear about it. Yes, share. We are loving the feedback we're getting. So excited that some of our topics so far have resonated with you all or cause some thought or let us know new topics you want to hear about oh yeah we're never out of thought so <laughs> share yours so we can be in tune to that as well awesome thanks guys 